technology and acquisition to citizen services and mission execution. A culture shift is underway with federal government leaders increasingly seeking out solutions that disrupt the way business has traditionally been done. Here we connect with those government and industry leaders driving this change and delivering the real results in support of their agency mission. This is Keeping IT Brief. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Ralph Monty. The doctor is a clinical psychologist specializing in chronic pain, working at the University of Maryland Rehabilitation and Orthopedic Institute in Baltimore, Maryland. We're going to take a look at telepain neuromodulation and its future in the industry. Dr. Monty, thank you so much for joining me today. So what exactly is telepain neuromodulation? So um, I guess that is something that is best broken down. So neuromodulation is basically the alteration of nerve activity um, with a device. Um, you're directly altering activity in the brain or the nerves with electrodes or um, and to some clinical effect. And so teleneuromodulation is you have a device that does, that neuromodulates basically, but now you're connecting it to basically the internet, um, and it can be adjusted and monitored virtually by a physician or a treatment team. Cool. So how exactly does it all work? So with neuromodulation, um, you have basically a device uh, with electrodes implanted, say. Um, sometimes it's invasive, sometimes it's non-invasive. Uh, non-invasive, a great example is um, at the drugstore, you can have what's called a TENS unit, um, transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulator. Um, you put the pads on the skin and then it just sort of, you turn the device on and it pulses and it basically is, it's a form of pain relief. It's a device that can help uh, with pain relief, but you can also have invasive devices, say um, one of the more common uh, pain devices out there are what's called a spinal cord stimulator, where you actually implant the electrodes um, along the spinal cord, and then that stimulates the spinal cord, and it just sort of numbs the pain signals out, um, and it's all uh, connected to a battery, and the battery is controlled with a remote. So you have a device basically... Um, numbing out pain, for lack of a better term. So as the technology has developed, especially um, as we've done more virtual care, um, there are ways that I think many people are exploring on how to um, control those devices, um, maybe virtually, um, or at the very least, there's a process involved with people um, being evaluated and worked up to have these devices implanted and that can all be done virtually as well um, in terms of uh, virtual care meetings with your doctor. How, how does that ha how does it work virtually? Like, how does that work? You mean in terms of uh, virtual care? When they set these up to work virtually, is that something the doctor controls on his end? How does that all work? So, I mean, first off, I guess I want to start off with the person being worked up to have the device. Mm -hmm. um, so they can meet with uh, their doctor um, by telehealth. Um, there's a psychological evaluation also involved to clear people to have these devices. And then they'll have follow-ups with their doctor to make sure um, that they're doing okay once the device is implanted. 
um, naturally the device, um, there's a trial and then there's a permanent implantation. That has to be done in person, but everything else can be done virtually. Um, we've also had, say, patients that can uh, keep in touch with the rep from the company that made and manages the device, and they can speak over the phone and uh, programs can be changed to give different stimulation patterns and um, to see if that helps, and that can also be done virtually. I think we're developing more and more capabilities to even send data or information from the device you know, over over the web, and the data can then be analyzed, say, by their doctor or the company to figure out, okay, um, is this working? Is this not working? How do you feel the TPNM is the wave of the future? Well, we're um, especially coming out of this pandemic, um, you know, we've seen a burgeoning of virtual care services. So um, I think ju- there's just this thought that um, telehealth is part of the future of healthcare, a big part of the future of healthcare. But when you have devices that can be used uh, to, say, manage pain more effectively and maybe even limiting the, the use of opioid medications, narcotic medications, which have a lot of risks involved, then there's also promise of you know, helping to manage uh, chronic pain with many patients out there, which is you know, by itself an epidemic, and also minimizing the risks involved with opioids. Uh, unfortunately, we've seen a lot of problems with those types of medications and helping to maybe even stem that epidemic, the opioid epidemic. So there, there are a lot of, there's a lot of promise, I think, in this technology and in how this technology can be applied. Generally, would you say that this is something that is or will be covered by insurance? Is this going to be a big expense to the person that's looking to get it? So many insurance plans do cover it. There's been a lot of studies to show that it's actually been, uh, it can be more cost effective over the long run as compared to, you know, chronic treatment over the course of time, trying different medications, invasive surgeries and the like. So um, it's just about offering people another option to explore um, to see if, if it helps them get the quality of life that they need and that they want. Is there a certain kind of pain that these gear toward, like, is it more for your body? Is there some that can be for your head? Like, what kind of pain are you looking at? Is there certain extremes? Like, I mean, the kind uh, of of pain would address, I guess. So there's a number of different um, pain conditions that these types of devices can address. You know, low back pain is probably one of the most common examples Mm -hmm. out there. Um, Typically, they're... um, focal um, pain, like in one particular area, it's a l- it's much harder to, you know, get coverage, say, if a person is experiencing pain across their body. Um, that would, you know, involve different treatment options uh, potentially. Right. But this is good for, you know, your focal areas, a low back pain or neck pain. Um, there are even some devices that can target headaches. Um, uh, with what are called occipital nerve stimulators as compared to spinal cord stimulators. Um, so there's, there's a number of different applications. Thank you for listening. For more podcasts by G2 Exchange Media, please visit www.bethealthit.com and look for the podcast section at the top of the page. 
music by Jam Studio, courtesy of Shutterstock Incorporated.